It's that time again. It's open enrollment season for you. So for those of you who are going through and looking at your employer-sponsored plans, today's your show. We're going to talk about things for you to consider as you choose your different health insurance plans through your employer. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. Welcome once again to the podcast and great to have you along. Thanks for being with us on Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param of the firm Cloud Vesters. What is Cloud Vesters? A financial firm, a fiduciary firm. It's recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. You think about what can be overwhelming navigating through your financial life. You don't have to go it alone. And you can have what people crave now, the convenience of virtual planning uh, along with the human touch. It's always great to have that go along with it. We're not talking robo anything here. We're talking about somebody who knows you, who knows. Living and breathing. Yeah, living and breathing. Like you, you know your clients if they're kids and you know if they had some big soccer game coming up and things like that, their grandkids, whoever. If they're expecting kids, if they're getting married. Can I lay out any other life scenarios, brother? <laughs> Getting them all in? Uh, yeah, you hit the big ones. Yeah. But it is cool, though. And you know people like convenience now. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, convenience is the name of the game. You know, that's one of the reasons why we started CloudVestors, because, you know, we had clients that were moving out of, so we're here in Georgia, <clears throat> but we had clients that were moving out of state, but still wanting to keep you know, the relationship with us and still feel like they're sitting right next to us without having to go find a quote unquote local advisor. So we created Cloudvestors, uh, virtual advising. You'll still see us, but more of the planning is done on a video platform. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can be the convenience of being at home and still having your advisor who is 500, 1,000 miles away, right? But we're still, we're still keeping that relationship. We're all used to that. Um, so many working from home, we're more accustomed to it. And do you see that trend remaining static now or falling off? Or do you see it possibly even growing where more virtual work from home won't be happening? You know, I, I honest, uh, quite honestly, I think I see it. There's an appetite for it. I I, I think I do too. Yeah. There's an appetite for it. And, you know, there are some people that have been so used to it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That, you know how it is, right? You get get accustomed to something. You don't want to go back, especially if you like it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Now, will it it be five days working from home? I I don't know if we'll see that much, that big of a shift consistently, right? But could I see... You know the back, the the front and the back end. Like Monday, Monday, Fridays, you work from home. Middle of the week, you work. You go into the office. Right? Yeah, it's almost like a little bit of a hybrid approach. We'll check in, but to also see employers thinking, you know what, we don't have to have this place we rent or whatever, and mm-hmm. pay electric for, and you know have to stock coffee because the employees <laughs> complain that we never have, we don't p- provide the coffee. Uh. 
And no one's stealing towels, the staplers. Toilet staplers. paper. <laughs> right. People yeah, no one's stealing this. They had a toilet paper and staples, pens. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to say for that. Let me ask you this before we get into the topic. Is yeah. there any need at all for someone to pack a bag, catch an Uber to the airport, fly across the country, get in a hotel room, check in, just to have a meeting, you know? <laughs> Is it really? I mean, is that if anybody's doing that now, they just want to get away. I know, I know. It, you know, it's uh, you know one of the latest jobs reports came out, and you know there weren't a lot of. It wasn't as favorable as we thought it would be. Yeah. Right? But I'll tell you this, Dave. The meetings I've had with my clients, and I've, and I've asked them, you know, how's business going? You know, whether they own the business or their sea levels or, you know, they have a good pulse of the business. All right. I'll ask them, you know, how's, how's business going? And they've told me, I haven't met anyone, right. Who's told me that the, the business is not, is not skipping a beat, right. It's just, it's, it's moving right along. Mm-hmm. Right. So my, my thoughts on that is, you know, businesses have some, right. Not everyone, right. But some businesses and industries have adapted to maybe a little bit of a skinnier workforce. Right. Uh, being maybe a little more efficient uh, doesn't mean that the workload isn't is it increasing on some employees. Right. But yeah. the business itself, you know, some of them are still are, are still moving like it's again, like they haven't missed a beat. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or, so, or, yeah. So whether it's working from home, could they maybe be a little more efficient than, you know, sending your sales team, like you said, hopping on a plane, making it a three day ordeal versus. Let's just nail this out in an hour. That's just like, you know, and if if one spouse tells the other, well, I've got to go out to Utah for that meeting. No, you don't. <laughs> don't even hand me that mess. <laughs> uh, you know, having, uh, and even if they don't cut down on staff, I think they can save money. I've also read that work from home through the pandemic proved to be as productive, if not more. It, it's yeah. not the fears. A lot of people thought, oh, they're going to be watching, you know, I Dream of Genie all day. <laughs> but I don't think that proved to be the case. No, no. For the most part. For the most part. Speaking. Hold on, let me turn down my, let me turn down my TV. Sorry. Oh, yo, did you have Excuse it me? on? <laughs> I know you're all about leaving the beaver. <laughs> no, mine was I Love Lucy. That I was Love my favorite Lucy. Show. Oh, that was yeah. My favorite show growing up. Classic, classic. Um, speaking of employers, we're going to look at the time of year we're in now, and that is open enrollment season for your health care plan. Now, I mean, we may have a later podcast. Uh, we'll touch on Medicare because it's also for Medicare. But this is for your employer plan we're breaking down today. So let's take a look at that. I know a lot of people would go, well, you know, just keep it the same. But that may not be the best idea. Mo, what are the things that we should consider around this this time of the year before we just say keep it going as it is? Right. So, yes, yeah, so the easy thing to do is just go ahead and just say, oh, same as last year, right? Let's just let, and move on. Same as it but ever was. Same as it ever was, right? But... That's not true. That's I would recommend not doing, not just doing that, right? Doesn't mean you have to go ahead and just and just frivolously make changes, but you should take a step back and analyze, right? Analyze a couple of things. One, again, if we're talking about just health insurance, well, how's my health, right? Is it is it the same as it was last year, or maybe it's a little worse, right? Um, if that's the case, then 
you know, looking at the health insurance plan you have right now, you know, you, you're probably going to occur more uh, medical expenses moving forward. So find the optimal plan that could help balance that out. Um, did my life change? Am I married now? Do I have kids? Um, you know, so those kind of life events could should make you think about, okay, which options make sense for me at this point right now? And then cost, right? Um, you know, we're, we're seeing that the medical, like the health insurance plans are uh, increasing somewhere around 5% for this coming year. So, you know, is your cost going up? Are your costs going up just to have the plan? And are new plans being introduced, right? Are you now offer a, you know, a high deductible health insurance plan when you weren't last year? Well, if that's the case, here's a new plan. How does this fit with your current financial uh, situation, right? So things you want to consider just before you just go ahead and just check off. Yes, just do the same as last year. Speaking of high deductible, I wanted to get your take on not to get you to do math, but just explain how the crunching the numbers may be necessary. But before I ask that, I was going to ask you this. Are you seeing more and more employers are going with high deductible only plans? Uh, High deductible only? No, we're seeing um, companies uh, not offering that number is going down as far as just high deductible plans. Okay. Right. So they're offering more options now. Okay. Okay. So you're looking at the option of going with a higher deductible, which, um, and if you don't go with that, your premium will be higher. So that's where I'm getting into the crunch, the numbers, because yeah. you actually should look at that and see which way you come out better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a high deductible plan, um, at the end of the day, what it sounds like a high deductible. So you will have a higher deductible plan, a high deductible um, for your health insurance versus, uh, you know, a, a traditional health insurance account. I mean, health insurance plan. And what, what it is, is it's the your premiums, your monthly premiums that you would pay will be lower than your traditional health plan. Right. Because what you're doing is you're taking less. Uh, the, the health insurance companies are basically incentivizing you to pay for your costs out of pocket for yourself, right? right? Taking less stress off their books. And so as a as a thank you for doing that, they lower your monthly premiums. So your premiums are lowered with the with the high deductible plans because again, the 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 uh, your cost, your assumed cost would go up, right? So less less stress on the books of the insurance company. Uh, more on your pocket. Traditional health insurance plan, um, you know, you have a lower deductible, which means that there's more co-insurance, more for the insur- for the insurance company to pay. So lower deductible, but at the at the uh, but the difference is your premiums, your monthly premium goes up, right? So they you pay more. Basically, you pay more mm-hmm. for more coverage from the health insurance company. High deductible plans, you pay less because most of the out of pocket expenses come you know, come out of your pocket. Well, let's look at what would be a good strategy here then. And I'm just curious, is, let's say you, you can, you can sign up for an HSA and, and participate in that. Would it be smarter at least for some to go with the higher deductible and then have the HSA to offset your, some of your costs, you know, your doctor co-pays and things like, or your doctor visits, I should say. Good point. Yeah. So you first of all, you have to have an H uh, a high deductible plan to have an HSA. Okay, you have to have that okay. anyway. Yeah. 
So yeah, so an HSA is a health savings account. So it's it's so one way that you can strategically plan and save for these out-of-pocket costs for your health insurance needs is using a HSA. So what an HSA allows you to do is to save on a pre-tax basis an amount into this account. Now this account, you can leave it in cash, right? Or you can actually invest it. Like you can literally invest that money. And now all of us, because you're doing it, because you're saving on a pre-tax basis, you save some money on taxes. But then if you use that HSA for medical reasons, uh, co-pays, stuff, stuff like that, then uh, not co-pays, but like uh, anything for your deductible, mm-hmm. to meet your deductible, that's all tax. Uh, it's a tax advantage way of saving for you. Yeah, no doubt. And we've yeah, talked it's, about it's HSAs beautiful. before. They really are kind of win, 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 aren't they? Yeah, and and another beauty behind it is, let's say you you've built this plan. Let's say you saved, I don't know, two thousand dollars, right? Okay. And then your expenses that year are a thousand. Uh huh. Well, you don't have to take that thousand out. You know that difference. You can actually just let it accumulate, right? Let it so grow. So that that HSA can just accumulate over time, over time. Oh. And again, it's doing it. You're doing it on a pre-tax basis. So that's you. So that's another way that you know, even some high-income earners are able to put a little more money on a pre-tax basis by using their HSA. How do you get it now? And the reason I ask that is let's say, uh, does the company have to make it available? And, and second part of that question is if they, if they, if they have to, and they don't, can you have some type 1099 income and set it up yourself? Yes. If you have some 1099 income and you know, you're a sole proprietor LLC, you can contribute to an HSA you know, there's some caveats that go uh, around doing it as far as whether you whether you can uh, make the deductions as a pre-tax deduction. Um, most of the times you, you're doing it on an after-tax basis. But, yes, you can fund an HSA. Again, there's some caveats behind it. But there are certain things that you have to make sure, right? You can't be quali- You can't uh, be covered under your spouse's plan, for instance. You can't be on Medicare or TRICARE. Uh, you can't be dependent on someone else's tax return, right? So, okay. Um, so there are some qualities. There's some qualifications that you have to to fit if you're self-employed in order to to fund an HSA. You can look at someone's if they contacted you. You could look at their situation and further help them on that. But it sounds like it's an option that you possibly could, could look at. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it could be good. an option. By the way, to get in touch with Mo and the team. The, the website is cloudvestors.com, cloudvestors.com. We're talking about open enrollment season for healthcare from your employer and some decisions you need to make this year and some things you need to look at before you say, same as it ever was, same as it ever was, <laughs> same as it ever was. Do you know who, you know that song? No, who's that? It's uh, we're Talking Heads. I can't remember That's the name. the group? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The group's called Talking and, Heads? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, Well, they did that. <laughs> <laughs> they did Burning Down the House. Burning Down the House. Anyway. All right. Never so heard. we're going to cover some more of this. <laughs> He's our financial talking head, though. That's Mo Param. And we're going to get into more things you should consider in open enrollment season for health care on the podcast, Your Finances Untangled. 
how can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. Hey, we're back. It's your finances untangled. Mo Param of CloudVestors, the fiduciary firm ready to help you in your financial life. Uh, real quick, that Talking Heads song I was referencing, it's um, Once in a Lifetime. Yeah. Once in a Lifetime. Yeah. But you may, now that we're in open enrollment season for healthcare, you may not want to make your health plan same as it ever was, same as it ever was, but, but maybe, maybe take a look at it uh, each year. And you know, what's great. Uh, maybe uh, your person in HR can help you at work, but you're getting close to their break time and they kind of, yeah, yeah, out, out with you. How about if you're uh, already partnered up financially with Mo and the team at CloudVestors and let them take a look at your plan and, and make some recommendations and help you make that decision every year on which way you should go? Because there are a lot of things to consider. Uh, you had another thought on uh, HSAs, too, and what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, just uh, you know, when I mentioned that you can actually invest the money in your HSA over time, um, it's a it's a very powerful tool, but you know some employers again uh, may not have the the right not the right some of the best options inside their HSA as far as the investment options are concerned. So you could actually uh, one strategic thing you can do is actually in uh, save in your employer's HSA. Mm-hmm. And then periodically, like over time, like open up your own HSA, right? Because now you have an HSA already and start transferring some of the funds into a different HSA. Okay. Right. So, and this is more of like long term, right? So, if you're, you know, because again, you can invest, right, this money. So, if even if you're just using the HSA as another way to put money away, right? See, so for if you're single, in 2022, you can contribute like 3,600 into your HSA, and if you're, and if you have family coverage, you know, you basically double that. It's like 7,300. So imagine putting in an, an additional 3,600, additional seven grand away over time, right? And having that growth compound again, the growth is tax free because it's in an HSA. Yeah, you know, you may want to utilize a an HSA that just gives you maybe more investable options. Nice. So you do have some options there with it, and. HSA is really a wonderful thing to take a look at. It is. I haven't figured out yet how you can go wrong with that. Have you? Uh, no, not really. No. I mean, it's. I haven't figured out a way to go, to go wrong. Again, again, you're saving. <laughs> you're you're putting in contributions on a pre-tax basis. If you don't use the funds, the growth inside the HSA grows tax deferred. Mm-hmm. And then again, if you use the HSA for medical purposes, right, medical reasons, um, then you're basically paying with pre-tax dollars. Okay. That's huge. Triple, really, triple, tri- triple win. Tri- yeah, triple win. With triple that. tax win. 
No, another thing I haven't figured out, and I even went to great lengths. I climbed a, a mountain one time, horrible snowstorm. There was a wise old man at the top of the mountain. And I said, oh, wise one. He said, yes, you're granted one question. Well, here it is, <laughs> oh, wise one. Why are teeth and eyes not counted as your overall health insurance? <laughs> and the wise man said, I don't know. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> but, but that's a question I've always had, though. Your eyes and your teeth are part of your body. Why do you have to have separate insurance? I don't know. I have no idea. It's crazy when you think about that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there's dental and vision. So um, while you're looking at your, uh, your medical Right, your overall medical health insurance plan, revisit your dental and vision coverage, right? So the costs are pretty, my opinion, pretty, pretty tolerable and reasonable uh, for your health insurance, for your dental and vision. But, you know, just, again, just it's reasonable. At, but what they cover is usually like if you need a crown, it's like 50 percent usually. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like preventative is, is typically covered. Right. That's is, yeah. They like do a good job on that. And cleanings. Yeah. But everything else, you know, it's it's different, right? So different plans will cover different, will uh, cover, excuse me, will will pay different rates uh, on different procedures. So again, if I you bumped are, against fifty percent, basically for crowns, yes, yeah, yeah. crowns, yeah. So if that. you know you if you know you're going to have some dental work next year that you didn't have this year, then you may want to find a plan, right? That that would help mitigate some of the cost for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this coming year. And then again, and then you have the work done and the following year, you, you go back to what you did before. It's almost like a necessary evil. Do most companies offer that or is it, so you seeing more people shopping around on their own for like dental and vision? Uh, you know, I've seen that more. I see, I, I don't really see many, many um, employers not offering dental and vision. Uh, I mean, the cost is just for the employee, for the employer, the cost I mean, it's it's so it, it's minuscule compared to the actual health plan itself. Mm-hmm. Oh right? yeah. So if you're gonna so if you're gonna it's offer affordable. health insurance, mm-hmm. I, I don't see why you why we why you wouldn't just offer dental and vision for your employees. Uh, yeah, and that's right? been and the you case can see, for you, me. You, you yes. can offer different options, right? So you yeah. can take some that are more favorable as the employer and less for the employee. But most people will uh, will just keep it all in one, right? Just 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 kind of check off the dental, vision, and. Uh, the health all with their employer. Well, I mean, it's something to consider too. And, you know, it's, and, and again, it's that time of the year where you have to decide, do, do I want to keep it as it is, or do I need to take, take a step back and preferably have someone like Mo uh, pick up the phone or email Mo and, Hey, can you take a look at this? Can we set up a time for you to look at this? Any suggestions? And that leads me to the last question here is what, what is out there? If anything, some tools that you may have, that people may not be aware of that can even further enhance their coverage or either either working with your employer's plan or in lieu of? So, yeah, I mean, so we have the health taken care of uh, between, you know, what we just talked about now. But some things you want to also take a look at is the different other, uh, your other insurances, like your disability insurance, right? Some companies are offering um, disability insurance, um, Either in a pre-tax or after-tax basis, we could talk about that. Which one makes um, ideal, which is more ideal for you? But you want to make sure, in my opinion, that you, if it's if it's if it's voluntary, that you really look and see uh, that you really try to fit that into your budget. 
because our most important asset is our ability to generate an income, right? And if we are out of work for a disability for an extended time, then, you know, we're, we're blowing through savings. We may have to go and open up our, our 401ks, our investment accounts to keep things afloat, which is the last thing you want to do, right? So that what the disability insurance does is if for any reason you're sick or hurt, disabled and can't work, then you're getting uh, some income from the insurance policy. So that's something you definitely want to do. Uh, most companies do just enroll you in their basic, like 60% of coverage. So you don't pay for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to enhance on top of that, right, get you closer to that 75, 80%, then you can go to like an outside insurance company, right? Something that you now own that you can port with you wherever you go. If you, if you move from one employer to another, you buy your own personal disability insurance, um, whether it's long-term or short-term disability Obviously, life insurance is another thing you want to take a look at. Some employers, most employers are giving you some type of, quote unquote, free benefit, right? Sometimes they pay one time your salary. So if you make 100 grand, you get 100 grand of life insurance. You may get like 50 grand for your spouse and like 10 grand for your kids. And mm-hmm. you know, that's all paid for by the employer. But, you know, review your life insurance coverage. You know, do you need more? Right. And if you do. Then maybe an outside policy or you know, some employers allow you to increase your coverage, but you still have to pay for it. But yeah, again, this time of year, as you're going through your health plan, health insurance plan, look at the other life, look at the other insurance coverages like your disability, your long term care, your life insurance. Uh, uh, I'd even say re- while you're looking at it, right? Bit of, bit look of at your future. 401k. Well, you know what? You Exactly. Um, right. let's, yeah, you, let's look at your 401k and see if there's any changes that need to be made. Well, because, and that, that's what leads me to, you, you got me thinking here, because really, if you already are a client with Mo, for instance, there's going to be a reviews of your uh, what's going on in your life. And fourth quarter is probably a really good, obviously a really good time to do that, because no matter where you are in life, there's some decisions and you have to make at the end of the year, whether they're tax strategies or if you're 72 or older, RMDs to take. If you're working and you're faced with this every year, uh, just make it part of the review. I, I, it's just a great partnership, I think. Yeah, especially if you're not working within, with an advisor, right? You, you're almost forced in a position to take a look at some of at some of your options, right? You're almost forced to, to make a decision on your health insurance. So while you're already in that mindset, you know, just spend an extra, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, right? Checking off all these other areas I talked about, your disability life insurance, look at your 401k, you know, did you reduce your 401k contributions because you were paying off some debt? Now the debt's paid off. Now it's time to bring it back up. Right. Take advantage uh, of that tax. You take know, advantage strategy of that tax. Too, yeah. tax strategy, right? It's calendar yeah. year on 401k. So you got to get it all what you're getting in by the end of the calendar year on that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah if you want to, you know, again, reduce as we do our tax planning with our clients, right? We, we may be increasing some of their recommend increasing their 401k contributions to lower their taxable income. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, again, if you're reviewing it for health, for your health care, you might as well just review your overall plan. And hopefully you have a plan. That's the key. Do you? That's the key. And that's a plan really for life that you need to have in your financial life. Some roadmap. And you know, getting you ultimately to what we call financial independence, and whenever you can reach that, uh, is a, don't don't think it's 
65 it's you're working to it when you can if you can get there earlier wonderful you may still want to work but the great thing is it's your choice and that's what they're all about at at cloud vesters is getting with you in a fiduciary manner and what are the best strategies for you working uh, for your best interest too so cloudvesters.com i'm guessing since you work with people in all areas of their financial life that uh, we are in open enrollment season for medicare too and a lot of people who you know especially those watching a lot of shows for instance on TV where they're targeting an older demo, um, Price is Right, Murder, She Wrote, something like that. <laughs> uh, you're probably being swamped with, I'm kidding on that, but not really. You're probably being swamped with Medicare ads. So I know you can break that down on a, on a future podcast soon. You, you hinted at that. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do it because literally today is openers, open, open enrollment season for Medicare open, starts today. So we'll, we'll, you know what, we'll do a podcast next week. Okay, sounds good. uh, Medicare. All right, yeah, our recording day is October 15th, so happy Medicare enrollment day, Mode. I didn't get you anything. (laughs) I wish I had. Uh, I did send Uh, you a card. It's on the way. It's on the way. Yeah, yeah. I'll look out for it. All right, well, definitely. Hopefully there's some money inside. Well, no, no. (laughs) A gift card? No, no, not really. I think it's 10% off somewhere. From fast food restaurant. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and staying uh, with us. Please rate, share, subscribe, and we've got a new one we crank out every week. Mo, we'll do it again next week. Same, same time, same place. Thanks, Dave. That's right. We're all over the world with your finances <laughs> untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.